Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. This is Isaiah recapped, and we're going to look at the, ser- at the sermon series. It's been a great sermon series. It's been absolutely incredible to do a deep dive uh, into the Word. And so just to remind people, week one we had Roger preaching Isaiah 6 verse, eight, uh, one, verse 1 verse 8. And the quote from uh, Roger was, uh, what is your vision of God? Then week two we had uh, Pastor Sai that spoke about hope has a name. And a quote from that sermon was, let us continue swimming in the direction of hope. A week three was Rex. And the sermon was losers, and victory is won in the valley. Uh, week four was enduring through difficulties, and that was Chantal. And it was a quote for me of the, of the series, Waiting on the Lord is the birthplace of miracles. Uh, week five was Pastor Sai again. Hey, you were a heavy hitter in the sermon series, Pastor Sai, everywhere. Um, whose voice are you listening to? Uh, week six was me, the God of Impossible. Uh, the best is yet to come. And then uh, uh, week seven was Pastor Sai again, Arise and Shine. And the quote of the sermon of the week, it was uh, in everybody's minds, don't call yourself a Christian if you're not living a Christ-centered life. And that was the knockout punch. Um, and now, now we're just laying on the floor the count of ten to make sure that we get through, through this. So I've got a couple of questions that I want to pose to everybody. So uh, you've had a look at some of these, and not everybody needs to feel pressured to answer all these questions. So the first question that I have for our panelists, as you read the book of Isaiah, uh, which one or two things stood out for you? Either an aha moment, like, oh, I never saw that before, or uh, something that stood, like, oh, wow, that that was a new aha learning for me. Uh, I know for me, what stood out for me was, um, like, Sin in the book of Isaiah is very different to sin in the other books. It was about more about like injustice, how we treat the poor, how we govern, versus sin in others, like in James, which is more sexual, sinning and murdering and that kind of stuff. So that was an interesting twist on sin for me because it meant that I needed to start asking myself, how am I part of this injustice around that? So one or two of you want to share what stood out for you? Yvette, it looks like you've unmuted yourself. I'm not sure. (laughs) You know, in-person unmuting is when you take the mask down. Um, but I see you all unmuted now. Um, uh, what stood out for anybody willing to share? What stood out for you as you read the book of Isaiah? Well, I think Chantal's looking at me, so I have to answer now. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's looking at me. Um, yeah, I think the one thing that stood out for me for Isaiah is that the book is he's a brilliant, brilliant writer and very good. He makes a diagnosis. Um, but he doesn't just make a diagnosis, he follows it up with a prescription. Oh. Never just ends there in terms of, okay, this is where you are at, this is what God has showed me. But he comes up with a prescription, and as quickly as he made the diagnosis, it follows on with what he knew about yes. his God and what God has showed him. And for me, what stood out, the second thing is that, wow, self-reliance trusting on own dependence is futile. Sure. Relying on kings, plotting your own course is futile. Absolutely. And that's fundamentally to seek God's perspective. Wow. Doesn't matter where you are. 
Absolutely. On the mountain, in the valley, seek his perspective. Absolutely. The guidance is there. You've been fully equipped. Absolutely. Thank Even you. when it tarries, wait for it. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, wow. You drop mic, eh? Uh, also call. Anybody want to come? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, Navelia, are you wanting to go? It's, it's a hard book. It's a tough book. But I think what stood out for me was just the timely nature of Isaiah. You know, we started working through the book of Isaiah and then looting and protests happened in South Africa. And I remember going through those first eight chapters and it was just woe to this, judgment on this, um, a rebellious nation, uh, people who had forsaken God, a people who were not looking after the poor, who were being unjust. And you couldn't help but think, yo, this is a picture of what's happening right here. Um, you know, the scripture talks about he looked for justice and he saw bloodshed. He looked for righteousness and all he heard were cries of distress. And being the person that I am, as you're reading through the chapter, you're like, okay, and then the happy ending. And then the happy ending. And it's like the next chapter is another woe, it's another judgment. And I think a lot of us feel like that about South Africa. It's like, when is the happy ending coming? We, Our children are continually being abused. Our women are being abused. The corruption joblessness, everything. When is the happy ending coming? Is it even going to come? Yeah. But if you stay in the story long enough, you see, yes. Yeah. In the midst of the devastation, like God's calling down devastation, and then the prophet says, yet I will sing the song of praise. Mm. And I was so encouraged that even as we are waiting, even as we feel in the midst of devastation, destruction in our nation, Wait on him. Sing the song of praise because the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Absolutely. Prince of Peace. One um, translation calls him the Extraordinary Strategist. And I just thought, can we just hold on to that yeah. for our nation right now? That even in the destruction, even in all these doom and gloom, the extraordinary strategist is at work in our education system, in our political system, in our families. Let us wait for him. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I remember the looting and stuff happened right in the beginning of the series, yep. right? And I remember my connect group. We were like, is Isaiah yeah, Like with us now? Like is he? Because it, it was so contextual in terms of what was happening. And so our whole connect group was uh, uh, connecting what was happening in our country with what was happening in the series. And I was just like, you know, God's word is so relevant on an everyday kind of basis that it's amazing. So, um, Champ and Chantal, do you have any testimonies uh, from other people that you've heard? And maybe I'm putting too much pressure on you. Don't feel that much pressure to answer. But do you feel, have you heard of any testimonies or anything that came out of the series from people in your connect groups or in your circles that you'd like to share with us? I don't know if I'm putting too much pressure on anybody. Thanks, Quentin. So I suppose not specific testimonies, but collectively there's been testimonies okay. just about how the series has opened the book of Isaiah sure. for so many people um, because it's not a go-to book we will go to yeah. naturally <laughs> in our devotion time. And if we do, we won't spend very long there yeah. because you know, it's, it's wearying in terms of how much you have to try and think about what you're reading. Yeah. And if you don't have an overview of how it fits into the, the sovereign purposes of God scripturally, it can be something quite, quite wearying. So I think 
diving into the series as a church together with a devotional and the, the preachers, the way we've done them, has made the book of Isaiah more relevant yeah. to every believer, sure. no matter where they are in their, in their relationship with God. Awesome. Thanks, Raquel. <clears throat> and, and I think for me, at the personal level, yeah. in the first chapter, well, when, when God calls Isaiah, you know, Isaiah obviously has an amazing moment to the Lord. And then the Lord tells Isaiah about his calling. Mm. It's like, no, I'm calling you. Go preach and speak to these people, but they won't listen to you. Hey. <laughs> they won't hear you out. They will be, That's not know, very encouraging, is it? It's not. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm reflecting on personally to say, I had to almost reframe what success and significance looks like. Wow. Sure. Because if Isaiah had to accept God's calling after having encountered, have such an amazing encounter, and he's expecting this amazing fruitfulness type of yeah. you'll conquer, you'll, it's like, no, no, go and speak to them. They won't listen to you. Champ, and I wasn't he, expecting you to say that because I just did this whole thing that we're having a revival, <laughs> and now God is not going to. But the profoundness of even that statement alone, yeah. how Jesus lashed on it in the New Testament. Yeah. How Paul left on the very same statement yeah. that God used when he called Isaiah. And how God used Isaiah historically yeah. during Jesus' coming. And even now, like, yeah. it's so relevant for me in my personal life now that I had to reframe, as I said, what significance and success look like. Sure. Is, am I going to judge my calling or what I believe God has called me to do? By what's happening yeah. right now, wow. or am I gonna believe that I'm following God and some of the fruit are not gonna be tasted by yeah. me? Um, wow. I'm laying a foundation yeah. that is generational. Sure. Um, and even the things that I am involved in, it may be a tiny bit of what is part of God's yeah. ecosystem, and being comfortable in that. Sure. You know? So that for me was profound in terms of reframing sure. and and yeah. And then during the course of the... Ah, <laughs> la, la. <laughs> you got an unfair advantage here. That's uh, true. You need to up, up your game a little bit, hey? <laughs> My love, why didn't you say, come on, lovey? <laughs> Champ, is, are you blushing? I, I don't know. Is he I, blushing? I'm, I'm getting red. I'm getting... <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, and then during the course of the different yeah. sermons, how one nuggets and a few words would just carry me. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I can share one of the, when Chantel was preaching about taking the narrow road and yeah. how we were in the middle of making a decision and it felt like we were rushing ourselves or it's something that looks good, but we had to reflect to say, is this God or is it yeah. God? Yeah. Um, are we kind of taking what we think is okay or can we tarry a bit? Absolutely. How patience is the best place of miracles. So sure. it's just been amazing from that perspective. So if you think reading Isaiah was difficult, wait until you had to preach on Isaiah. <laughs> Gosh, it, it stretched me. Like, a, Lord, help me with this. Like, and the moment you think you're going somewhere, you're like, oh, no, this is not right. So it was tough preaching uh, the sermon because it stretched us as preachers just to go uh, and then I prepared for the wrong week. I don't know if I let Sai know that I, I prepared for the last week. And then two weeks before, I realized, I was, and I was like, praise the Lord, I don't have to preach that. Sai, over to you. And I, so, so yeah, preaching was difficult. So week two, uh, Pastor Sai preached about hope has a name, and it's Jesus. 
And he said that we need to continue in the hope of direction, uh, in, in swimming the direction of hope. Yvette, what does that look like for you in, in real life around swimming in the hope of direction? In the direction of hope. Yes, thank you. <laughs> My kids are going to mock me when they see this on YouTube. And then they're just as a disclaimer, because Isaiah is a difficult book, a very special request, Pastor Simon, don't ask me to share on Isaiah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, awesome. Uh, for me, uh, first when I saw Isaiah and I saw the, the caption underneath, discovering the goodness of God in the mess of life, Sure, we're doing a mess right now. Yeah. We're in a mess. And hope is a little bit remote yeah. in a mess. Mm. Okay. It is something that uh, we, we want to grab onto every time. You're just looking for something positive. Mm. And hope is the positive thing. So, therefore, the issue is where does hope come from? Yeah. How, how can you be hopeful in the mess? Yeah. How can you be hopeful when the sea that you are swimming in is raging? Yeah. There are winds of, of um, secularism, humanism around you. People don't believe you. And, of course, there's uncertainty. There's rebellion. There's mm. looting. There's just stealing. There's injustice. There's unrighteousness. Yeah. Where does the hope come from? And, of course, the thing is, there's no end inside. There's no yeah. end date. We don't yeah. know that in December this is going to be done. Oh. So we'll hold on until December. Okay, hold on to your hope. It's going to last you till December. No. But swimming in there implies, for me, a posture of intentionality. Wow. It's intentionality that, it is, that is determined by your spiritual core yeah. and your makeup. Sure. So, okay. It's the f and then, of course, with that, there comes a force that compels you and propels you sure. as you swim in. So you can't think that you're going to do this on your own. That's right. So why does it start? Oh, for me, there are three elements. I've got three minutes. <laughs> Go for it. Knowing, remembering, and living, being, and moving. That's right. So for me, knowing is about the spiritual basics, spiritual truth. Yes. Know your God. Amen. We sang this morning, He is victorious. So you don't just wear that badge. He is within you. Amen. He is sovereign. He is the forever God. He's the eternal Father. He's the God of hope. Mm. He's a good God. That's he right. is good, always good. And he's a promise keeper. And the nice thing that even he seems distant now. Sometimes you've been praying. I've been praying for two years for something, and I'm still waiting. But I'm encouraged, as, as, as Annie said this morning, she's been in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah. I've been in the book of Habakkuk. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay. And of course, it is just waiting, tarrying and waiting. That's right. And of course, as you know, the God of righteousness and peace, he who watches over you does not sleep. Amen. The second part of knowing is knowing who you are. You sure. are chosen. You are here because you are chosen. You are loved. You have to have a holy reverence yeah. and a holy fear. Mm. So in that, that is what drives you. You do that because you love the Lord and you mm. are intimate with him. And of course, Scripture says, but the people who know their God will yeah. stand firm. Sure. And when you swim in hope, it is firmness, fidelity, strength. You are not going to be swayed by yeah. the winds around you. And of course, you are keeping up. 
That is swimming in hope. Sure. And you are resistant to the prevailing atmosphere. Oh, wow. It doesn't affect you. And in my personal stance, I will say to you, wow, I've never been so tested in practice, never been so tested in business, never done so badly. Never done so badly. But wow, God's light is I've grown. Wow. There was so much growth. Sure. And of course, I've learned that now the living being and moving is a full reliance, complete reliance sure. on and trusting God. Sure. Lord, I don't understand what you're doing, but I trust you. I'm here because you are my God. Amen. And then, of course, we are reminded to remember. That's right. Remember. Go back. If he's done it before, he will do it again. That's right. And when you recount and you recollect, you sit down and you say, okay, why is it here? Why is the history here? It's to remind me the God that he is. Yes. So I remember, and it gives and it gives and it causes me to pursue a confident faith. That's right. Not just a faith, because this faith is not just a guessing game. Oh, it yeah. is not blind because you have been equipped how to do it. Amen. Scripture is there and standing in faith, confident, knowing that it is reliant on the assurance of a theology of remembrance. Sure. I know, I recall my mother's prayers and how God had answered. I know, having walked with God all the years that I've seen His hand, yeah. and I know, and I lost something, almost lost my, all my own self, my business before. And God carried me. Amen. So this time, it carried me again. Yes. And I could stand, I could swim in hope, and I could walk in hope. And the last thing Pastor Sai was standing on it, when he spoke about an attitude of gratitude. You live with an attitude of gratitude yes. because of who Jesus is to you. Amen. That the Messiah came and gave you that. So the one thing is, get out of your head. Yeah. Get out of your head. Control those thoughts those toxic thoughts that leans to what's happening and rather say, God, show me what do you want to do through this. Wow. That happens and you can forge ahead because he restores your hope every day. Yes, you. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not talking after Yvette. So Chantal, over to you. Um, uh, you spoke uh, in week four about waiting on the Lord and that the birthplace of miracles is this waiting on the Lord. What were some of the things that helped you wait on the Lord, and what were some of the difficulties in terms of waiting on the Lord during that time? So things that helped me wait on the Lord and still do today is the personal record I have of His faithfulness sure. in my life. And, and that assurance that in that I know He's utterly trustworthy. Mm. There's the scripture in Isaiah 63 verse 7. Um, in the message, it says, I'll make a list of God's gracious dealings. Uh, All the things God has done that need praising. Hmm. And that's what helps me wait even now when I have to wait for God to answer, wait for God to come through, is I, I recall that list sure. in my own life. Sure the list of his gracious dealings with me. Wow. And I praise him for those knowing that he's going to come through. Have you and Yvette been sharing notes? Uh, because it seems like that. there's a, yes. such a lovely overlap around this reminding. So if you haven't, uh, go back to your journals. Hopefully you haven't destroyed them or throw them away. Go back to those journals and remember what God has done for you and how mm. he's come through for you. Champ, um, 
Roger in week one spoke about um, what is your vision of God? Uh, how do we see God in these times? So how do you see God? What is God and who is God to champ? Um, so just to backtrack, when you look at the book of Isaiah, and I think in your sermon you touched briefly on it and you, you, you passed on to say that <clears throat> it started with judgment, mm. but it concludes with salvation and God's comfort. Yeah. And, and really the, the heart of God. And, and I think for me, um, having walked with the Lord for some time, it's so easy to, to be very much doing sure. kind of acts-based and validating the love that God has mm. for me through the things I do sure. for Him. And I think where I am now and what God has been doing even in reflecting on how Judah and, and Israel have so forsaken the Lord, and yet God pursued, mm. and God gave second, sure. third, fourth chances yeah. through this journey of the book of Isaiah. So to answer Roger, I would say, for me, God is the Abba-loving Father, sure. whose love is really curing my pain. Yeah. my disappointments and my my unmet needs you know yeah. the the things that no time can heal yeah. but only at his feet absolutely um for me god is 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 my greatest hope at the moment sure um and he sees the other father he's his really loving father and and the biggest revelation which i feel like when you go for a massage i've never been but tell me there are knots that are oh, yes, when yeah. you are tense and they break the knots. And and very so frequently these days, I found myself uh, having reminded that, God, you love me. Mm. Yeah. Not God, I love you. Yes. God, you love me. Love me. Yeah. And accepting that and breaking those knots, yeah. not because of what I've done. Yeah. But you love me, and yeah. I love you because you first love me. Yeah. So God is the Abba Father for me at the moment, and I want to grow in Thank the you. revelation that God has. Uh, that God's God's love for me. I yeah. mean, that reminds me so much. I think mature Christians or old Christians have been the people that have been struggling the most during this COVID time in my mind. Uh, people that have been committed to church for 15, 16 years. I've heard a lot of people struggling during this time. And I think your voice and that word that God is Abba Father and that He loves you is a reminder for many of these uh, Christians that have been at it for a long time to remind us that we are loved by God. And th thanks for that, champ. Navelia, Simon's sermon, he preached, uh, Arise and Shine. Um, what are the things that allow you to arise and shine? So before you answer, when I was preparing for this, one of the intros was uh, arise and shine. I'm not very good at rise and shining. Like mornings are, are not my thing. And so maybe that's why I was struggling to get the sermon going. And so it, I wonder, like, as, as I struggle in the morning, as a morning person to arise and shine, maybe you can give some encouragement for us as Christians that struggle to arise and shine in the midst of where we are. So what helps you arise and shine? I'm not a morning person either, so sorry, pass that on to someone else. But we were actually discussing Arise and Shine in our Connect group this past week. And if I can just do a plug, if you are not in a Connect group, yo, join a Connect group, guys. And if you are in a Connect group and all you're sharing about is the weather, 
pity you. <laughs> Go deep. This is, this is the thing that's keeping us safe and sane yeah. at the moment. Our connect group, shout out, we grappled with Isaiah. We were real. People were able to say, I just don't get what God is doing, but I'm going to show up anyway. Awesome. And one of the members shared, he said, you know, when we think arise and shine, we think the testimony. We think the marriage restored. We think the yeah. this, uh, person who never trusted the Lord came to the Lord. We think of the miracle of life. And yeah, that is one of them. But the rising and shining right now is showing up despite your circumstance. It is praising and it's trusting even when you haven't yet gotten the job or the promotion or when your practice is still in its shaky phase or when you're still waiting for the spouse and like where there's no men in this church. It is arising, shining, it's coming coming. I just had to do that plug also for my sisters. Men arise, shine. (laughs) Men of God arise and shine. And that's arise, men of God, right? So it is is about us showing up even when we don't see the outcome. It is about giving thanks even when there's just devastation. It is about focusing up, focusing forward. Someone in the group said, you know, we don't know how to arise and shine because um, we haven't, we, we're still focused on the year and now. <laughs> we're not looking up. We're not looking forward. Sure. We need to forget the former things. We need to forget the disappointments. Um, Philippians says, focus forward. I press forward. I look, look to what's coming. Yeah. And that's how we arise and shine in the midst of devastation, in the midst of this nation that's not yet where we want it to be. But we are saying, but God, but God. And that's how we arise and shine. As to the morning things, I'm sure there's several morning people here who can give us some tips. (laughs) Thanks, uh, Navelia. So as we wrap up our time, well done. I see lots of people clapping for for the arise and shine men of God, wherever you are. Um, Can can I just share something? Yeah, please go for it, champ. Guys, I actually never saw this scripture before. So last week, uh, during the Arise and Shine, I don't know for whatever reason, you know, um, as I 58, that one line, and uh, Muruti Saman emphasized it, do not hide from relatives who need <laughs> your help. I'm in <laughs> such a black text kind of <laughs> scripture. It's like, come on, Lord, we, we you know, you know, <laughs> you just top it up like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, as we are about to. Yeah. Anyway. You thought you could get out the back door. The Lord said, I'm Arise not done with you. Come shine. back here. Don't yeah. hide. Come. Come. That's right. <laughs> sure. So as we bring our time to an end, uh, what would be your one-liner, your hashtag, your status update if you were to give that around the book of Isaiah as we bring this Isaiah uncapped to a close, uh, what would be your hashtag, uh, your Facebook update? What would that one-liner or thing be? Uh, anybody willing to go? And maybe we can start a trend. Maybe we might trend today. So I don't, I'm not known for my hashtags. Okay. But <laughs> I thought I would arise and shine to the occasion. Okay. <laughs> so... Mine, mine would be hashtag Jesus is Isaiah's Messiah. Oh, okay, Isaiah's wow. Messiah. All right, That's awesome. It might be a bit long for for the social, you know, fan people. Sure, but that's great. Who's next? 
You were so good, but I want to expand. I'm doing a thread. It's a not thread. just a hashtag. Okay, so yeah. hashtag, he is God, I am not. So that was the hashtag. And, and, and the scripture, you know, like followed thread would be Isaiah 46. I am God, there is no other. Yeah, sure. I am God, there is none like me. Wow. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Sure. sure. Wow. Drop the mic. Sorry, Just don't drop the mic. I don't know what a thread is. I'm pretending. I'm pretending. I'm pretending. <laughs> Just pretend. Uh, Yvette, uh, champ? You, you, need to, you need to explain context. <laughs> no, for me, it's not a hashtag, but I'm also taking it from the theme of the book of Isaiah, which is justice and mercy. So my statement is the God of justice and mercy will prove himself to you and all that concerns you. Amen. 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 Yvette, you got anything? You got a thread for us? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, this was quite amazing. And the way I come from with my line is I have a Jewish friend, and she has a habit of sending me everything that the rabbi said and messages and stuff. (laughs) And uh, we often meet for a cup of coffee, and we ended up talking. And she said to me, oh, we've been doing the book of Isaiah the prophet Isaiah, and it's just amazing that South Africa is Isaiah's book at the moment, and we're doing Isaiah, and all I can say to you is that opened up discussion. Oh, wow. And for me, it was, for me, the line is, Messiah revealed to all. Amen. God's children, Israel and the Gentiles. And so we always talk about each other. I say, okay, you're a Jew, I'm a Gentile, but we are one in Christ. Amen. And so she could speak about it, but for me it was Messiah revealed to all of us. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Folks, we we are so blessed to be able to have incredible people like this in our midst. And this is just four of hundreds of people in our congregation that can just drop mics like this and that are claiming the kingdom of God wherever they go. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for giving up your time and preparing for today. I hope that you have been blessed this morning, that there are some threads that have been put out there, hashtags been dropped, uh, some things that have happened for you, some encouragement that has happened. And so we pray that God has revealed himself during these times of mess. And so let's pray as we bring our time to an end. Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we've had as your children to go deep into the word of Isaiah. Father, thank you for challenging us. Thank you for comforting us. Thank you for the great work that you're doing in our midst, Lord Father God. And so, Father, won't you continually speak to us, Lord Father God, that the book of Isaiah, we might be done, but it's not done with us, Lord Father God. And so we want to thank you this morning, Lord Father God, for the opportunity that we had to go in this deep dive of your word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. Wow. What a morning. Uh, And for Quentin, thank you so much. Another round of applause for Quentin for facilitating all the years of Youth for Christ and training. It's been amazing this morning. Uh, At some point when they were speaking, I actually became teary. I literally became teary seeing the work that God has been doing through this book of Isaiah. And we are indeed going deep. Amen. Next week, we have Pastor Kevin York with us, preaching here in person, live, not not joining via Zoom. We don't have to unmute him. 
he'll be there. He'll be here. So register Tuesday morning. We open uh, registration around 8 a.m. Tuesday morning. We hope you'll be with us. And I'm still trusting the Lord that between now and next week, the president will uplift the restrictions. I'm in faith. I'm in faith. Um, I also just want to say, if you have brought your offering, we have an offering box as you walk out through the doors there. You can drop your offering there. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, We pray that God will bless you this week. And we continue to just ponder on the goodness of God through the mess of life. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Great people.